0: the all souls witchy women podcast episode 8 the a-word welcome to all souls witchy women a fan and definitely not official podcast where we talk all things all souls we are three women who met over outlander and then jumped into the all souls world like the time-traveling witches we wish we were a discovery of witches is coming we are so excited And over the last couple of months, we have found ourselves saying that over and over again and we're starting to feel like broken, ambiguous records. As we enter into the final days before the U.S. premiere of A Discovery of Witches, we wanted to take a few minutes to tell you exactly what we're excited about. I'm Nikki, and my fellow witches Ashley and Janet are here with me as always, and we hope that you'll pour a glass of wine or get comfy in your car, but not both and hang out with us for a while as we talk about the A word, the television adaptation of A Discovery of Witches.
1: Yay! Woo! Yay! Woo woo woo!
0: Finally here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Before we start, I have some um I have some pre-flight announcements from the flight deck. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> we want to remind everyone that you can watch all eight episodes of A Discovery of Witches beginning January 17th on Sundance Now and Shudder. And they're both streaming services here in the U.S. Does this go for Canada as well? I forgot to ask.
1: I
2: don't know. Passengers do not know. I do not know. No. I. I'm just... uh,
0: you know what? The captain shouldn't ask the passengers for... Advice. <laughs> that is the sign that your flight is in trouble.
1: Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not feeling anyway. good about this flight. Suddenly, <laughs> anyway.
0: So we know that you can watch all eight episodes in the U.S. beginning January 17th on sh- um, Sundance Now and Shutter, and you can watch all eight at once. You can watch them through the winter. You can take a sick day, mm. which is what I might do to watch them. Whatever you want to do, we're not judging. Um. But tonight, we wanted to talk about the series. And Ashley and I wrote a blog post in August called Eight Scenes We Hope to See in Sky 1's A Discovery of Witches. I don't feel like I need to say any more about what that is, because it's kind of eight scenes that we hope to see in Discovery of Witches.
2: We really killed it on the titling <clears throat> there. I felt I really good about that one, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I, I think it's perfect. So because those are eight scenes tonight we wanted to take a little time to do kind of what we always do on the podcast and talk about more things like emotions and characters and scenery that we're looking forward to so with that let me break down these things before we get into it so we've got we're going to talk a little bit about matthew and diana and what we love about them and what we can't wait to see on screen and sarah and M, which always makes me go and Isabeau which always makes me shudder internally Um, we want to talk about a little bit about the scenery because I think the scenery is um, is a big piece of these books and then magic because how could we not talk about magic so let's, um, let's start with Matthew and Diana and one of the things that I love about this um, about thinking about the show as, as it comes to our television screens is, is seeing the Matthew and Diana that I have in my head come into my living room and watch them as they discover each other and they discover themselves. And you know, as, as much as this book is, is, is a story about Diana finding herself, it's also, um, it's also about Matthew finding himself and discovering who he really is. So I'm looking forward to seeing that on the screen oh gosh yeah
2: I, I agree with you i you know uh janet discovered these books first of the three of us as i think we've you know uh, talked about before and so when i started reading them and i know nikki you too and and maybe janet you as well as far as the timing they had already cast the show and begun production on it so i had the benefit in my head of picturing Matthew Goode and Teresa Palmer as I'm reading it because that's all I could see so for for those of you original fans who've been with the series for many many years um, I know this is going to be new for you you've had a year to get used to it but The idea that they have faces, that here's who they are, here's who's (laughs) going to bring them to life. But for me, that's all I've ever seen. So finally getting to see a 3D version of it and not just the one that's conjuring, you know, the images I've conjured up in my head is so exciting. So I agree with you here.
1: Yeah. Deb has referenced this series as sort of a slow burn, which Mm -hmm. um, I think is, you know, absolutely true. I really hope that TV does that because, you know, in the books it is. I mean, it's slow. I mean... You have individual kisses, and then you know Matthew sort of is resistant to the whole idea for a variety of reasons that make sense. You know, among them that he's a, he's he doesn't trust himself, and then they get you know get to a place where they are um, admitting their feelings and starting to explore that physically with and the intimacy but nothing gets consummated and it's this like super sexy to me anyway <laughs> like it's like foreplay you know it's like 200 pages of foreplay um you know which i could you know that's pretty hot <laughs> so but i i i worry and i just hope that tv you know we've got 8 episodes and there's a lot of action in this book um, that ha- that you know needs to happen to set it up for book two and we've experienced this a little bit through our affectionate with outlander where we have read the books but we also watch the show and how you do that dance of what you choose and how you do that but i'm, I'm hoping that their discovery is deliciously slow
0: Ooh. Mm. okay you said dance So this made me think of something. So we haven't actually talked about this, the three of us, but have you guys looked at sort of the social media feed from the people who have seen the show already and like the Sky One feeds? Have you looked at the steals that they've put out on social media or have you tried to stay away from them?
1: I've watched a bunch, yeah
0: because there is a scene, because I've tried to stay away from them because I, I need it to be intact in my head. I, I don't want to break the seal just yet, but there's some stills that I've seen and I saw a little snippet of them dancing and mm-hmm. it must be at Sept Tours. It has to be because I think that's the only time they danced. Mm-hmm. But it looks beautiful, actually. Mm-hmm. And um, to that point about the slow burn, it looks very sensual and intimate and I kind of just wanted to no, not jump in there with them. That would be wrong, but you know. <laughs> I enjoyed watching it. I'll just say that <laughs> that's, that's good. That's yeah. good.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't want to be a third wheel. Nope. No.
0: Nope. Nope.
1: Well, and I think having that sort of slow burn kind of thing makes it more effective later. Once they finally, you know, do it, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, when he does throw her against the back, you know, her back against the wall, which is, you know. A scene all of us love.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) This has just become my new favorite podcast episode that we've ever done because we didn't, (laughs) I noticed we didn't pad around this at all. We just went right in for it. So as you're talking about slow burn, you just went right in for it. (laughs) I love, I love that we started with this. Because I also have been wondering that. I've seen a few things. I'm sort of in the middle of the two of you where I'm, I'm with Nikki, where I've tried to stay away from it, not purposely, but just not like consumed all day long looking at stuff because mm-hmm. it is very fun to think it's going to come at me very fresh. But the stuff that I have seen and obviously the trailers and the first episode kind of makes me wonder, will they stay true to the book where obviously it is... I, I, did we even give the spoiler warning? I guess not. Here it is you should have wa- you should have read these books by now <laughs> you've had a yes, lot of time really. yeah no um but wondering if they will hold true and really not have um you know just make it all about to your point the slow burn and them discovering each other and the bundling and getting acquainted with each other and all other ways except the the true final physical sense until Mm -hmm. we get to the second season i have wondered that it's television how will they do this will they really keep it as is um because you're right they have to tell a lot of story in eight hours
1: yeah well and just when i was like taking notes about it and sort of putting some page numbers for where some of this happened like you know their first date and sort of dinner on page 140 and you know it's on page 330 when he tells her that he loves her and they kiss Hmm. at septur and there're only 570 something pages in the book. So, it's slow.
0: That was like two evenings worth of reading and I'm like, "Come on, you guys."
1: Right. Or when Diana takes the bath and he comes in and like she dropped her towel and you know, and then he she thinks, "Okay, this is it." And he's like, "No, it's not." <laughs>
2: And then she's and yet, she's collectively like are you kidding me and I'm thinking the same as I'm reading it like this is not yeah. this is really not happening so like we know this so imagine if you're finding this show without you know cuz they are obviously going to what we hope is pick up a ton of viewers that have no knowledge of the books just yet that then maybe find the books but then there's always just the show only watchers who Mm -hmm. will probably watch this and be like the hell is wrong with these people it's 2019 (laughs) like come on but we have to remember where he's come from and that he is you know ageless at this point and um you know centuries of tradition and you know what he wants to see happen and what he thinks would be important in them you know finally sealing the deal in all ways so I am super intrigued by how it will play out but that being said all of the points along the way are going to be very fun to watch and I'm hoping that they all make their way in there like the things that you were noting the dinners and some of those initial moments where you can just as you're reading the the words on the page you're like oh god I can't even tell which one of them is falling for the other quicker because you can just tell both are like Hesitantly letting their guard down because it's out of their control.
0: So in the lead up to, to their romance and to, they don't consummate their marriage until the next book, right?
1: Oh yeah.
2: Yep. Like
0: okay. a lot of pages into the next book too. So what's your favorite Matthew and Diana moment?
1: Hmm. Like favorite in what way though?
0: Your favorite sort of, you feel like this is the like quintessential Matthew and Diana. Everything has, I mean, because I have a favorite moment. My favorite yeah. moment is when he takes her out and um, she hunts him because I, I feel like that's a moment where she's learned to trust him enough to know that he won't hurt her. He's learned to trust himself and know that he won't hurt her. You know, they, they go through this whole thing and, and she tries to catch him in the woods and things. And then she, she gives, you know, she has a piece of herself in her hand, her energy.
1: Right,
2: right. And
0: I, I just thought that was such a beautiful sort of quintessential moment between the two of them because they've really exposed themselves to each other and to the world around them in that moment and Mm -hmm. and they're completely vulnerable I I just thought it was beautiful and that's something that I look forward to seeing
1: yes I think you're right I think that's that's a lovely um that is for all the things you said I was just stuck on her dropping her towel
0: (laughs) sorry (laughs) I think that's a perfectly acceptable answer as well so, I,
1: you know, we have we have the we have the high brow and we have the low brow and Ashley, you have something in the middle.
2: Oh, probably. I I <laughs> what always I just always remember when he leaves her, she's got the witch water moment. She falls to pieces. Um. He goes off and does his own thing. He tries to resolve to being separated from her. They have their time apart. Isabo tries to help, and then he returns back. And it's the moment where you're like okay this is this is a done deal like Mm -hmm. they finally realize this is this is as it's meant to be it's out of our control and i'm in i'm all in and i i just remember that moment because you're feeling the the angst and despair with her of the separation and watching her go through it and you can imagine what he's feeling on the other end and it's the moment where she's bonding with Isbo and and mart and then he comes back and it's just kind of I feel like everything sets in motion from there. Mm-hmm. And so I always loved that reunion moment. Mm-hmm.
1: He has the harder job to come to the conclusion that he can let this happen. Right. You know, she she's he's just gotten much more of a burden in terms of figuring it out. So Agree. Um, mm-hmm. you know.
2: And I feel like there is no face better suited to wrestle that angst for us than his. You know, I can just picture oh, yeah like the the way i mean that face is so gorgeous to stare at it's like porcelain with all these angles and just beautiful skin just picture all the like the furrowed brow and the the just drawn chin like the whole thing just wrestling with all of that as stoic as he is i'm just excited to see him almost wordlessly show it to us
0: let's talk about sarah and him. i love them
2: well wait janet are you done talking about sex are you sure because that was really fun. I
1: really did enjoy that. That was great. I I think I can stop for a while.
0: Okay, we'll give I'm you not a gonna gar- I'm not going to I'm not going to guarantee
1: it won't come up again. Well,
0: yeah, just pause because here's my thing. We marked this podcast as explicit. You know, I think we need to try that out. I think we need to um test that rating.
1: Mhm. <laughs> right. I'll give that I'll give that some thought also.
0: All right. <laughs> that was so great. Do we have to do what
1: they do like on NPR where we say, "Okay," Um, the next few moments might not be suitable for children. So if they're in the room, perhaps you want to have them go do something else.
2: I like that you went there because all I was thinking in my head is Vince Vaughn from old school where he's like, why you got to do that? You just say earmuffs. You say earmuffs, then you can say whatever you want.
0: (laughs) Um, So Sarah and M. Yes. Mm. I I think there are a lot of reasons I like them so much. But one is because I, I... I only have one living aunt and we are not, we're not all that close for lots of different reasons, but I've never really, I've never really had a a strong aunt-niece relationship. And these two, I just, I want them to be my aunts. I want them to adopt me so much. And I just, I can't wait to see them on screen. Um, You know, they've, where Diana's parents died young, they... They served as her parents, they were surrogate parents to her, and I love that they mothered Diana in completely different but completely valid ways. And you know, she needed she needed both of them to form her into the woman that, that she becomes. And if you want to hear more about that, you can listen to our mothers episode. <laughs> just <laughs> nice just plug. A plug right there. Alright,
1: there you go. <laughs> Shameless plug. I am. Well, Well, I also um you know, I'm I'm big fans of theirs and I just the snippet we saw of them uh in the premiere when we saw the premiere at the All, Sol- All Souls Con mm-hmm. made me feel really good about um how they're being the two act actresses who are playing it but also just how they're um envisioning the characters and how they were playing it. Um, you know, Sarah had a little bit of that snarky edge to her. Um I could kind of picture myself doing some of her lines. Anyway, if my kids, if my kid called me, you know, be like, "What, really?" Yeah. Anyway, um, whereas M is a good foil. Um, I also love that we have, you know, a gay couple. Agree. Just you know, on screen and just like it's all normal. And um, I think the more we have that, the better. Mm-hmm.
0: So one of the things that I love about the casting is when when they were announced as the ants, I thought, oh, oh, Sarah and him. One's black and one's white. I never imagined that. It's because I didn't imagine anything really. I don't know. I just thought it was very cool. You, you have this moment where I, I don't know what I really visualized in my head, but then you see them together and you're like, well, of course one's white and one's black and they're lesbians. It's fine. It's It's no big deal. Yeah, and and to your point, I, I, I hope we get to see more of those moments, not just in this show, but in all shows together. Because the more we, the more we see different kinds of families, the better yeah. off we're all going to be. And yeah. that's my political statement for the night.
1: Right. Well, I think it sets the the you know it's sort of the intent from which Deb wrote this series, which is as something inclusive and in, embracing um diversity and embracing what everybody brings to the table um it's mm-hmm. one of her messages and so um it was great to sort of just see that in the casting too that it was just like well who's going to be right for the part
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, you know that's that's the point um
0: exactly
2: and i i i think what what uh, i love the casting and for sure for everything that you said Nikki is like I don't know what I thought they would look like or anything but when I saw them I was like that's that's them Mm -hmm. that's definitely them but to your point Janet about Deb writing these very rich characters um and and you know bringing bringing diverse stories to life is that I feel like so many times now and maybe it's just the horrible television I watch but if you bring, uh, you know, if you want to spotlight, um, uh, you know, a gay couple, then it's it's played to a younger generation, and they're 20-something, they're 30-something. So I love the idea that these are women who have this long history of love, and of raising a family together, and of building mm-hmm. a life together, and of all these years of history together, um, because I feel like now sort of like the oh look we've checked the boxes we're telling more diverse stories is all within a certain age demographic or a certain typecast for that and so I love the idea that they're you know these 60 something year old um, women who have built a life together have been in love have raised this child together Um, it's it's wonderful to see and I will just follow up on what Nikki said I have the reverse of I have, I still have a couple of living ants, um, a few actually, but one that I know I've talked about many times on here that I am super close to, and the two of uh, Sarah and M together, I think if we were to create a mashup, create my aunt uh, Brenda. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, That's cool
2: because. She is for sure the softer, the nurturer, the peacekeeper, but she also was like the corporate bitch for so many years, <laughs> for like forty plus <laughs> years. And so a lot of that will sometimes shine through in how she um, you know, how she mitigates things within our family or how she addresses you or how she communicates. And some of her isms have become sort of famous lines mm-hmm. f- within our family. So when we saw this episode and you can see Sarah just springing to life and being like, you've got to be freaking kidding me, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, there she is. There's my aunt because (laughs) she's always just like, oh, well, look at you, Mr. Big Shot. Like, you lay low. I'll handle this. And like, oh, yeah, you do that. That'll be your baby to rock. And you're like, geez, if I could record every time you've used one of these. Um, But I just, but at the end of the day, it's all because the heart is in the right place. The intention is in the right place. The delivery can sometimes be very sharp, but... You know, the, in this series and in this story, that's where M balances her out. But mm-hmm. I like I I have lived a very good portion of my life spending time with a woman who is the hybrid of these two, um, who was very instrumental in my upbringing. So I can relate to this a lot. And so this has always been my favorite part. I love seeing Matthew and Diana for sure, but re- reconnecting to where Diana came from and understanding how she became who she is and how it will help shape who she becomes next. The influence that they've had on her and continue to have, and then how she, you know, can put them in their place just as readily as she accepts their help, is very relatable
1: for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. So, what about the Bishop House? Oh, oh my God, I, I'm
1: so excited about the Bishop House. Like, I want to see the house do stuff. You know, yes. and I don't know how they're going to do that and not have it be weird, but I, I'm, I'm, I trust them. And trust Sky One, trust you know, bad wolf. Um, but I really am excited to sort of see the the Bishop house as a character.
2: I agree. I agree, and I love that we're talking about this here, because I know that later we talk about scenery, but for me, this this fits under talking about Sarah and M as like a, just an extension of their characterization mm-hmm. and not about it being a scenery or a set. I just there's something about like what, you know, took place in that house and their history and Diana being raised there and just all of the detail that was shared and the, just all the knickknack crap all over the house and, this, and the magic that's going to take place and just all the feelings of like hearth and home and comfort that is just an extension of them. So I just feel like you can't have the two of them. Like, I don't want to see them in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I want to see them at their house. <laughs> like, it would be fascinating. I know there's a point in which we may see them elsewhere. But I want to meet them in their house mm-hmm. and get to know and love them there. Um, and every the picture, the, one of those first few publicity stills that came out um, with, with Valerie and Alex in, the, in their wardrobe, sit, standing on the porch or wherever they were standing, I was like, holy crap, that is them. That's it, right there, mm-hmm. like all of that. So, yeah. I, the this their house, over all the other things that we will see that will be brought to life from the book, is the thing that I'm most excited about.
0: I feel like that's fair. Yeah.
2: yeah I do, too. I just,
0: I always feel warm and cozy when I think about that house. Right? Yeah. Like I bas- fuzzy I bas- slippers I
1: cozy. Fuzzy yeah, slippers. right? Like, I want that house. Ha- I want to go to that house and have dinner there.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe some venison, some roasted nuts.
2: Probably some brown know. liquor. I'm seeing some brown liquor. Oh, so much brown liquor. Definitely. Maybe some red wine. And fuzzy Ooh, slippers.
0: No, you don't.
2: If there's, I have learned that from my mother-in-law. Don't mix grapes and grain. You're welcome. That's a free lesson.
0: <gasps> oh, I've never heard it like that. Yeah,
2: you don't mix grapes, grapes and, and grain. grain. Yeah.
0: I, I think drinking or eating, I I think that holds. Yeah. <laughs> that's true although I do
2: as we know and we've talked about many times we're all very fond of a good charcuterie platter and I don't mind a nut or a grape making its way near the cracker and the brie and the whole thing so that's the one exception
1: you mean as, as you something, were, as you were, continue. Some, you mean as something more than a decoration?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it's, what happens is, like, if somebody else's hand is on top of the cheese that I want, I have to, like, oh, crap, I don't want to pull my hand away fully, that's so much work, so I just move it to the grape and eat it in the meantime.
1: Well, I'll, be, I'll keep my eye out on that the next time I'm near no. you and a charcuterie board.
0: I wish I hadn't just given away my trade secret. I kind of want to force there, Janet. I yeah. We just hold our hands over the charcuterie platter.
1: Next time we're together, we're gonna we're gonna have a little uh, gonna have a little charcuterie showdown.
2: <laughs> I I I am on board because all I heard was next time we're together we're having a giant charcuterie board and I'm game for that.
1: I'm also excited to see Septur. I mean, I am. It's gonna be gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's going to be gorgeous.
0: I was just trying to think about sub tours, and I guess I don't know much about where or how it was filmed, if it's, if it's in, if it's on location. I, I'm assuming it's not soundstage. Do yeah, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I
1: know they went to Venice to do some of whatever they uh, did there.
0: Let's just talk about that. Let's yeah, talk about all of say. the amazing, beautiful locations.
1: Yeah, it's going to be basically virtu- You know, virtual armchair travel. Mm, for this for this which will be lovely.
0: I mean when you think about spread over 8 episodes we've got <laughs> we've got New England and England and Venice and Scotland and France. Oh fr- god, the big one, France. I mean to squeeze all of those locations into 8 episodes it's a feast for the eyes. It's
1: going to be amazing.
2: And it's like our very own where in the world is Carmen, San Diego. Except it's it's not. It's it's Matthew, and I and, and Nikki. I'm hoping you'll follow up with the song that works out here. But I I I. Whenever I followed this in the book, especially I will say the third book, I felt like I was like reading the Da Vinci Code all over again. It's like and now we're on a boat, and now we're on a plane, and now we're doing mm-hmm. this, and now we're back in a car, and now we're jetting around the countryside. Like there was just so much like European jet setting with a touch of New England thrown in that. Um, Uh, I don't even want to say jet-setting. It wasn't all jet-setting, but it's just, I. all of that is just so rich to see that I hope, and I know, I'm I'm assuming they did because we saw a lot of it, but that they didn't necessarily cut corners everywhere and that we will see a lot of this Mm -hmm. in its authentic sense. I mean, based on the first episode we saw and what we've seen just in publicity, they have not spared expense on a production value here. And so... I don't think that we are going to be disappointed with how, how it comes across on screen and what, what of the beautiful scenery you just mentioned that we will actually get to see. Of which, I would, I'm would I'm I making a plug for Scotland tonight because I've, I'm, 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 I've actually moved from our wine drinking Scottish ale. I was so excited that we were going to talk about the fact that they were going to go to Scotland for a bit, hang out with, uh, with Hamish. So, um, mm. I mean, yeah, like, feast for the eyes, as you say, armchair travel.
0: We had this moment this summer when we were driving from um Inverness to the Lake District in England. And I had um I'd been looking at Deb's Twitter feed because she had I think she had been to Scotland right before I went. I mean I don't think she was following me or anything. I don't think. But or I oh god, no, I was following her. Damn. Yeah. That's what was happening. Um, But I was looking back at her Twitter feed and she was talking about some of the places that she had been and they were ancestral um, um, places. Ties to her family were there, but this is the area that she imagined when she was writing about Hamish and Matthew hunting. And we were driving through, in particular, that area of southern Scotland and there's these mountains, they're sort of craggy hills, and it was about I don't know, a a two hour drive, and I just spent two hours as a passenger because, well, I don't drive on that side of the road. Um, Just looking out the windows, just imagining Matthew chasing a red stag over the crest of a hill. And I will tell you, it it does a lot to pass the time (laughs) on a road trip.
2: Following, <laughs> tracking an imaginary stag, I
0: bet it does. Yeah.
1: <laughs> With an imaginary vampire an imaginary... behind it.
0: <laughs> and and I had to keep reminding myself that part of my job as passenger was to keep Drew awake, because he did all the driving, but I, I did lose myself a couple of times just wow. thinking about okay. Matthew. Is, I think just wrong, on occasion,
2: right? if you... No, 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 no. I found on occasion, I think, if he's like, oh, you're falling asleep, you just are like, oh my god, vampire! Just yell it. and just. <laughs> Yeah, just, just see. I think at this point he's conditioned. He's very Nicky conditioned, so he just keeps his eyes forward and is like, "No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no." Right. You're daydreaming again.
1: She she's doing her her she's writing, thing she's with the writing f- a blog with the post f- in her head. Right, she's doing that thing with the fake animals running next to the car. Got it. I, although I will tell you that I used to drive in our car, and we—I had a black stallion that ran on the side of the road next to me, next to us, while I was a kid, and used to jump over the driveways, you know, and jump over the fences, and so. <laughs> and maybe why we're friends. It's
0: like a movie. <laughs> and then you and, fell in a hole, and the black stallion came to save you.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Really. <laughs> anyway, Ashley, what was your spirit animal in the car when you were going? <laughs>
2: I actually did picture uh, many a stag, and it, I will say it was because of a discovery of witches, but it was also, you know, prime outlander territory, too, so yeah. it was really hard not to just picture, like, some giant, beautiful stag through the trees, uh, although there were plenty of coos to throw me off, <laughs> too. <laughs> Lots of cows and sheep. Um, yeah, I, I I like that. I like that you all are seeing imaginary animals. Um, I just looked out to the front of my house and thought it was that, but it's not. It, as it turns out, it's just uh, decorations in our front yard that are dear. So, as it turns out, not imaginary at all. But I was following along with you, thought you'd maybe manifested them in my front yard.
1: A scene that I know we're not going to see, and I'm sorry we're not going to see it, and I get it, but is the hot yoga. I know it wasn't hot yoga, but it was hot, it was hot. yoga, <laughs> right? Oh, <yeah>. So, right. <laughs> I and Deb has already said couldn't happen. Blah blah. And I and I get it. I get it. But I just want to go on record as saying, too bad.
0: Yeah. I so I love that scene because one of my favorite quotes from the book is in that scene when it was just her name, Amara. Amira. Amira, when Amira comes to um, Diana and says. Um, you need to roll on your side, this pose isn't for you.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I love that so much because as as a very poor practitioner of yoga, I, I know that some poses aren't for me and it's about knowing your limitations and stuff, right? And so there was somebody in that room who knew as much about Diana as she knew about herself or in that more, moment.
1: Because
0: more. More. Right? And And so Diana is trying to be like everybody else and She's, she's, able to look at Diane and go, no, no, girl.
1: no, no, no. It's, you you yep. need to be in a fetal position to feel comfortable and relax yes. as opposed to this whole like stressed out Shavasana thing, mm-hmm. which is revealing in its own way. But anyway,
0: yeah. which I will say corpse pose is my best yoga pose. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
2: amazing. <laughs> um, and I was just sitting here thinking, I, I, we obviously do not know Teresa Palmer, uh, personally, but I just get the vibe that she would have to dumb down her yoga skills in order to have to play that scene out. Seriously. I don't think that there is a pose that she probably cannot do.
0: There was on her Instagram page last week, or her Instagram feed, a a picture of her doing a yoga pose in front of a Buddha in who knows where. I, I don't know where it was, but it was... It was like the very picture of serenity and zen and
1: mm, well she's your zen mama so well she is so i think we've covered scenery
0: i think we have too um can can we talk about isbo for a second who i know right i mean i want to talk about her but she's she scares me she scares me from the pages of a book yeah i I guess in a good way so we know that isbo is going to be A little bit different from the book, because in the book, she's actually close to the same age as Matthew.
1: Right.
0: But for the TV adaptation, they've made her older, just so we can wrap our heads around that, Uh given that she's his mother. But I I don't think she'll be any less of a badass, and I actually think she might be more of a badass Uh as as an older lady with her fabulous dresses and (laughs) pantsuits and jewelry. presiding over septuers
1: plus um as an older woman myself i like the idea that um she's going to be uh you know somebody who's really powerful and speaks her mind and um you know has the wisdom of her (laughs) centuries Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know that that's that's kind of fun potentially to see portrayed on tv
0: i want her wardrobe i want it all
1: I know I like
2: I like the the way that you've described her Nikki makes me feel like immediately like I'm watching Dynasty or Falcon Crest or something yes. like there's this like dignified aging woman who's in charge of the whole estate and she wears these magnificent clothes and has jewelry I'm like oh, my parents watched it I
1: remember I saw this
0: except this right. is going to be and much Her last better. name is Carrington. <laughs>
1: right. Right. Or Dallas. Oh right. yeah.
2: Absolutely. Oh.
0: No, that that is the feeling I get from her. She just, you know, do she is not to be trifled with. Yeah,
2: nope. she. So she reminds me of how I feel equally about the ocean and horses. <laughs> um, which is to say that I love both. Um, I have such an immense fascination and respect four horses in the ocean. I like to dabble in them. I like to be around them in their, in their space and, you know, enjoy time with them. I also have this magnificently large fear of them because they're both creatures, right, that at any given point where you're like, oh, I'm enjoying this, then all of a sudden they could buck you or the tide turns and that's it. You're under. You're thrown off. That's it. So I've always yeah. maintained this, like, equally healthy respect and fear of oceans and horses. And when I read the passages with the Izabo, I'm like, don't get too comfortable. Don't get too comfortable. The undercoat can be very strong. You're going to get dragged to the bottom. <laughs> do not get too locked in listening to the waves.
1: Yeah. Well, you definitely don't
0: want to be on her bad side. No. No.
2: And do not no. walk behind the horsey. That's kind of
0: what I feel like with the Izabo. I wasn't sure where you were headed with that, Ashley, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I knew exactly where you were headed because I feel the same way about the ocean and horses.
0: Yeah.
2: Like,
1: health, healthy respect. You are allowed to ride a horse, basically, because the horse lets you.
2: Yeah, that's
0: totally I mean, it.
1: Yes, I mean, you're a super good rider, but still, if you're going to lose the battle of the 2,000-pound animal versus you, little human fly swatter.
2: <laughs> totally. And, uh, you know, as someone who's done a ton of open-water swimming for triathlons in the ocean... I just every time I would get, in, I would zip up the wetsuit and I would get in there and I would basically have this wonderful little like exchange with the ocean. These words <laughs> would come out of my mouth. Hi there. I've, this is your world. I'm just visiting. I will leave you as I left you. Please don't harm me. I won't harm you and I will be out very soon. And that's kind of how I feel when Diana starts to make her way to Septours. I'm like, girl, that is not your You just you just do your thing. And you just be, like, real calm and gentle. That's her world. You're just visiting, and then you get out of it quickly until they get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm welcome here, and we've made this. But in the beginning, I'm like, uh-oh, nope, nope, Stingray's going to bite her. <laughs> I,
0: I, I would just like to note here that I've never personally known anyone who has done a lot of open-water swimming in preparation for a triathlons. At
1: yes, except apparently now. We, <laughs> like, except apparently now we do. So... And if Uh, I ever felt like I was a slug, um, now I really do.
2: (laughs) You just, there's some safety tips. Stay in a pack. Try not to look like, you know, because you look like a seal. So don't, you just be super careful about that because you look like a seal in your wetsuit. Don't go nowhere. There's been shark waters. Um, I also got stung by a stingray while doing it. So there's, so there's that. So again, I gave that talk to the ocean and it sort of listened and then bit me. So, be careful, Diana.
0: Yes, that is Isabel. Exactly. All right, she's an ocean
1: and a horse, (laughs) so.
2: (laughs) No pressure, Lindsay Duncan.
1: Right, really. That That,
2: might be a good place to stop for wine.
1: Yeah, sure.
2: I think. Oh, good, I was already drinking. Thank you for giving me uh, (laughs) delayed permission.
0: You may now commence. Perfect. Commence the drinking. So, um... In, in honor of a discovery, which is coming to the United States, um, our sommelier Bayard tonight is going to talk to us about sparkling wines. Ashley, help me. Just yes. in the United
2: States? Well, because, you know, we were wanting to have a celebratory toast about the fact that the show is finally launching, except we realize we've already talked to you about champagne. And then we remembered champagne can only be champagne if it comes from the, Cham- from the Champagne region of France. Otherwise, you can have a sparkling wine. It just can't be called champagne. So sparkling wine is made in abundance in the United States, where this show happens to be launching
0: this very week. Boom. Wow. <laughs> <See>? Bayard? <laughs> <laughs> Bayard, get in here and talk to us about sparkling wine, please.
3: All right, everybody. This week, we are talking about sparkling wine. No, not to be confused with champagne. That only comes from the Champagne region of France, but sparkling wine comes from the United States. So if you made a sparkling wine on or before March of 2006, you're set. You can call it champagne. Everybody else that came thereafter has to call it sparkling wine. So they're still made from the same grapes like Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Blanc and the like. But they have to call it sparkling wine. It is just as good and it is also made in the same fashion. So, Brut, meaning dry, extra dry, Sec and Demi Sec are sweet, and the last thing that I would say is don't overlook sparkling wines from other areas of the United States other than California. You will find some phenomenal sparkling wines coming out of Michigan from producers like Black Star Farms, Bowers Harbor, Big Little Tire Swing, and all of these you really don't want to miss.
0: I just want to tell you, too. I was talking to Caitlin tonight about this podcast episode and what we were going to talk about. And I'm like, what are you looking forward to in the show? And she's like, um, quotes. Wow. I hope they, they take quotes from the books, oh. but they don't do them in a cheesy way. God, I love I, that kid. I love her so much. I'm like, what do you mean? And she said, well, just that they build it into the, that they build it into the script. And it's not just, okay, now I'm going to do a quote. <laughs> Attention, please. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, the, the
1: bottom line is Deb wrote some very good words. She did. <laughs> and sometimes it's good if you just cut and paste.
0: Mm-hmm. She has all the best words, I've been told.
1: Yes, well, so, you know, just sometimes it's just good if you just do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not cheating, Screenwriters, no. It's not cheating. I agree. I know
2: we've had the moments of like, the show is the show, and the book is the book, and we've done this like ad nauseum with Outlander, but this is the moment where I'm like, no, no, I'm really excited to see the show, but we're all very excited for you to pull pieces from the book that we will all have this like effervescent, like, oh, it's there moment. Like, yes, please. And to your mm-hmm. point, put your feet up on this one. They've done, she's done
0: the heavy lifting for you.
1: Well, so we have a couple of quotes here that we love, right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm do
1: it well this is when matthew's talking about diana to hamish i think
0: yeah it is
1: okay i've been watching her though and she's using it more than that i can smell it this is he's talking about her magic his his voice frank and open for the first time since his arrival the scent is like an electrical storm about to break or summer lightning there are times when i can see it too diana shimmers when she's angry or lost in her work and when she's asleep, he thought, frowning. Christ, there are times when I think I can even taste it. <laughs> she shimmers? It's nothing you would see, though you might sense the energy some other way. The cha- What is this? The Chateau Mall? <laughs> Her witch's shimmer is very faint. Even when I was a young vampire, only the most powerful witches emitted these tiny pulses of light. <sighs> I just think it's... I, I want to hear that from Matthew Good's mouth. <laughs>
2: I know mm-hmm. the whole electrical storm, and the, I think I can taste it. It's it's really hard not to just feel all your senses around all of that.
0: There are two ways I see this. One is Diana as lightning bug.
3: <laughs> all right. Also,
0: well, but also, I, I just I, I I see this purple light around her. This this warm purple light, and I just I love it, and I. I hope we get to see it because it's fascinating. I'm, I'm fascinated with the idea of it because I, I think that there are people with light around them. Ooh, you know, people mm-hmm. who light up a room that almost seem to shimmer. And so when I, when I read that the first time, I didn't so much think about witches. I just thought about those kinds of people who seem to have a shimmer about them just because they're so effervescent and they have so much life in them. That's one of the reasons why I love that quote so much.
1: Well, we do all have like auras around us. We d- we mostly don't aren't aware of it, but people people who are have you know that sort of sixth sense and perception
0: mm-hmm.
1: can can <laughs> intuit that kind of thing.
2: My uh, brother in law, I don't know if he possesses any of those skills, but he's uh, he loves to say that he believes my mom shits cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> so he might be picking up on something. Is that what you're
1: saying? <laughs>
0: A good okay. thing or a bad thing?
1: Wow. Well, okay.
0: I, I'm sharing Sorry.
1: about like six sense perception and auras and you're talking about shitting cupcakes. Well,
0: <laughs>
2: I swear, I it's Janet, related. that would be
0: truly magical. Come on. Right? No,
2: I swear it's related. I think it's his way of saying your mom just always sees the bright positivity in everything, and seems to have this caring, nurturing side that people just flock to, whether she's putting it out or not. Um, and so whenever, you know, something's whatever, like my sister will call and gripe as she does. And then my mom will do what she does and say something, you know, back to her. And then Cliff will be like, well, there she is. She's not cupcakes again. (laughs) And that's, uh, so I didn't, I swear I did not mean to, uh, to, to crud all over your statement, but that's what that made me think of because there, there are people who just, their, their aura is just emits something that maybe they're Mm -hmm. not even aware it does.
1: Yeah. No, I. I mean, I think that's true. Also,
2: I've just, I guess, locked us into our explicit rating now.
1: Um. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Should we? Should we do Your another? Prize co- is
0: going to come in the mail.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I hope it's a kitten.
0: I hope it's a kitten. Yes.
2: I. You know, I noted that we've. Well, there's so many quotable quotes in this book, so much so that I'm sure anybody who has followed our channels has noticed mm-hmm. that we pull them out and create them into images that speak to us and how we're feeling in the moment when we see that quote or when we find it again and one of those um, that we have used has been from Matthew um, where he says to Diana I've seen courage like yours before from women mostly Matthew continued as if I hadn't spoken men don't have it our resolve is born out of fear it's merely bravado I love that That's Mm -hmm. yep that's a good one from a podcast of women who do our best on a daily basis to be strong and stay strong and raise strong. I love that one.
0: In that same vein, one of mine is is actually one that we used a few weeks ago, I think, for Lindsay Duncan's birthday. Mm. And it's it's a quote that um it's something that she said to Diana at Septours. And I think this was after Diana had sort of stared down Domenico, which I'd like a chance to do that. But anyway, You are reckless, the truly brave always are, but I cannot fault your courage. Still, you need him as much as you need the air you breathe, and he wants you as he's wanted nothing and no one since I made him. So it is done, and we will make the best of it. Mm. Isabel unexpectedly pulled me toward her and pressed her cold lips to my right cheek, then my left. I'd been living under the woman's roof for days, but this was my official welcome.
1: Not a bad welcome, either. (sighs) This one I need...
2: This is, I feel like there's so many Matthew and Diana moments they are going to have to be selective, but this one I definitely need with Isbo.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all the things. It's, it's Isbo's recognition of, of Diana's power and her bravery, but also accepting her as her son's mate, which she was not. <laughs> she was not all that enthused about. But she saw what it was between them. Oh, God, I just quoted Outlander. Sorry. She saw what was, I can't say it in a non-Outlander way. Anyway. It's
1: okay. It's okay.
0: You know what I'm trying to say.
1: Yes. Do we want to do one more? One last quote?
0: Do it. Pick one, Janet. Pick the Scars one. Pick the Scars one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think I'll do the Scars one. Um, Oh, good. Oh, what is it? Her eyes fell on the marks on my back. The scars don't bother me. They're just signs that I've fought and survived. I pulled the shirt over my shoulders self-consciously nonetheless. They don't bother him either. Loving to Claremonts always leaves a mark. Nobody knows that better than Matthew.
2: Well, you know in my head I'm singing This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. I'm trying not to, but I am. Because I just love the idea that scars tell their own story. You know, there's no sense in trying to hide them or cover them up. They tell they tell a story, and you shouldn't be ashamed of them. So I love that there is a part of this book devoted to that, and then I love that um, Isabeau's counter to him, to her is about knowing what the I'm not even going to say the repercussion, but what sort of what 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 the outcome of loving someone from her family mm-hmm.
1: nets you. Well, and of course, there's that moment too when um, Matthew and Diana are, you know, naked and she sees sort of these underlying mm-hmm. scars all ar- throughout his body. I mean, they're not even, to me, I picture them not as necessarily like your typical scar, but they're just like almost holograms or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yes. um, um, and he said, oh, well, those are just things from my past I'm holding on to.
0: I, I have a different take on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, loving to Claremonts always leaves a mark. So, um, a few years ago, for my 40th birthday, the man gave me a tattoo for my birthday. He didn't actually give it to me. He he went with me to get it. We got we got the same tattoo, and a lot of people have uh, said, yeah, "How how could you do that? How do you? Why would you get a matching tattoo? What if you ever break up? And you know you're gonna have." You're going to have that on you. And my reply was always, whatever happens, he will have left his mark on me one way or the other. Mm -hmm. If something were to happen, this is just a visible reminder. And it never really occurred to me that I shouldn't do that because people leave marks on us one way or the other, whether we can see them or not. Every relationship that we've ever been in has left a mark. Oh. I don't know. I, I I thought this was very meaningful in that she has these visible remarks as a reminder of of what their love has taken them into, but will also you know it, it's helped bring them closer and made their love stronger.
2: I, like, I your interpretation is officially my favorite. I like how you um, you deal with people's comments coming at you because it's so true it's like okay so if he and I are never together I'm always going to remember that one way or the other what it was and what it meant and so it's not as if like now you have this physical reminder that you can't get rid of it's like I assure you it will still be in my head and my heart and I'll be processing it one way or the other so what what's a little ink honestly I'm a good friend
0: it's not like it's Ariana Grande's name on my back or something I just you know (laughs)
2: <laughs> was that one of the options, or?
0: It wasn't, no. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it was never in the running. <laughs> okay.
1: Shoot.
0: Ashley, we got a couple of nice reviews.
2: These are my favorite. A couple
0: of lovely reviews. Would you care to read them?
2: I would love to. The first one is from Nurse 3 She says, I assume a she love listening to these three ladies talking about my latest most favorite series i feel like i want to grab a glass of whatever they are drinking for the episode and chat it up with them soaking up the extra time with all souls trilogy before the show arrives here in the u.s keep up the great work And I pretended like this was anonymous, but it's not. This is our dear, dear friend, Mm -hmm. Denise, who um, is part of our Outlander cast staff and um, is is a crossover convert to the All Souls Trilogy and has been loving on these books and the audiobooks and these podcasts and is anxiously awaiting the arrival of this show, too. So thank you for your support, Denise. We love you.
0: Love you, Denise. Yay!
2: Um, And then we have a second one from, is it Stephanie? Stephanie Stephanie Stephanie. is love. Stephanie Mm -hmm. is love. Who says, I first heard of all souls, witchy women in Pennsylvania at Deb Harkness's book signing for the world of all souls. This is my favorite book series and I have reread it too many times to count. I've listened. We know someone like that. I've listened to (laughs) 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 Stephanie, I have a friend for you. I've listened to other All Souls World podcasts, but this is by far my favorite. The discussions really suit my personality and the way I feel about and love the books, especially the relationship between Matthew and Diana. Beautifully done. Thank you, witchy women. If you love the All Souls trilogy, listen to this podcast. Yay! Cheers to you, Stephanie. That made a yes. day when we thank got you. Hand through.
0: And Stephanie's right if you love the all souls tr- trilogy you should listen to this podcast
2: well there you go <sighs> fair pilot tell tell us about what's going to happen upon landing give give us our <laughs> arrival instructions
0: we've been cleared to land and before we do uh we thought we would do a little housekeeping and tell you about some things that we're doing between now and the time that the show airs january 17th to be exact we all know the show's coming it's really coming Yay! We are going to try our damnedest to bring you lots of fun stuff along with it. So Ashley and I are planning to do minute-by-minute recaps of all eight episodes. We're going to start those on January 24th, and we will do one a week. Right, Ashley? Correct. Wink, wink. (laughs) Yes. We're going to try to do one a week for eight weeks, and if you... Are an Outlander fan and you follow Ashley's recaps at outlandercast.com. She brings the funny every single week. And I I love reading her recaps, and I have no doubt that she will do the same for a Discovery of Witches. So I'm actually I'm looking forward to reading what Ashley has to say, and I'm looking forward to teaming up with her to write some recaps as well. I'm going to be her recap intern.
2: Oh, har- hardly. I think this is the moment <laughs> where I become your sous chef. Um, <laughs> I am so excited for you to, to do this, um, for us to um, ham and egg it, as I always say. People are always like, what the hell does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. It just sounds right. I like ham and eggs. Um, so I'm excited that we can do these jointly and bring them to you. Um, and I like that you've also tossed it out that we will be doing one a week because you fair people mm-hmm. – listening to us can hold us accountable to that because i have i there is a point where there's a chance that nikki and i will watch it and we will say things aloud to each other while watching it and forget to write them down Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then then remember that we will bring them to you but we will we promise yes
1: so these will be blog posts just to be clear as opposed to podcasts yep <clears throat> Thank you. But absolutely,
0: since you've mentioned podcasts, yes, we're also going to do some new podcast episodes, and we would love to tell you what they are now, but we can't because we don't know. Because we're going to do these podcast episodes like we have the episodes for the books, and we're going to tackle themes um, as they strike our fancies from the show. So we just can't say now what they're going to be, but I know that they will be. Um, they will be based on themes, things that um, are near and dear to us, things that we found meaningful in the show. Um, I would would love to take a guess at what they might be, but you'll see. We'll all find out together.
1: It's magic.
0: Yeah. Oh, 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 it's magic. It's magic, you (laughs) know. (laughs) What I I know know. for sure is that we will have a lot of fun recording them, and I hope people have as much fun listening to them as we do making them. We have some giveaways. What kinds of things are we giving away, you might ask yourself? Janet. Janet. Tell them
2: what they could win. Really? Okay. I hope you have a Bob Barker microphone to do this. I know,
1: seriously. Well, we have signed copies of The World of All Souls. And we also have signed copies of Time's Convert. And then we have our super duper magnets and our stickers. And maybe we'll do t-shirts. You don't know. We don't know what else we might do.
0: And miscellaneous other shit. Yes. Right.
1: right.
2: Act, Act now. When we will
0: not mail you shit. We promise not to mail you shit. We will not do that. No.
2: No. Act now and we might throw in a, <coughs> or a charcuterie board. Oh. Probably, probably yes. not. Probably not. But I just, probably I not. just really
0: want one now. So we're working on the giveaways right now. We don't know what form they're going to take, but if you follow our social media channels, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we will be sure to keep you updated on those and tell you exactly how you can win this, these fabulous prizes. Anything else, ladies?
1: Not on my end.
2: Ashley, how about your end? Have we talked long enough that we're at January
0: 17th yet? Oh, <laughs> really? God, no. Uh, okay, then no. no. Well, we are going to bring this plane down. Oh God, that sounded bad. You never want to hear your pilot say that. No, I no, am no, a the terrible landing gear, pilot. The landing
2: gear, just bring the landing gear out.
0: <laughs> All right, we are coming into the runway, so we will end this here. Thanks for spending some of your valuable time with us as we discussed all things All Souls. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And then if you feel inspired, you'll leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to join in the conversation, find us on Twitter and Instagram at All Souls WW, on Facebook at All Souls Witchy Women Podcast and Blog, and online at AllSoulsWitchyWomen.com. See you soon.